Hey, Lauren. Hi, Sam. Are you ready to talk about Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince? I am, because after all, we we are are the Watchers of Movies. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the sixth episode of Harry Potter. Moving along. We only have uh, we have two two more more after this. Yeah, we were gonna do it into one, but then we were like, eh, it's just they're just too long to do. Let's just prolong it. Prolonging the magic. So, um, I saw The Guilty yes. last night. I am, I thought that you might appreciate it. There's a, quite a twist. Did you see it coming? Oh, um, I did not see it coming. Me either. I, I was, I don't really, like, it's a pretty recent film, so I don't really want to spoil anything. So, like, sure, yeah. So, like, if we talk about it, we can, like, just cut it out, you know. Whatever. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I really liked it. Like, awesome. Yeah, I... I I actually was starting to get like a neck ache because I was getting I was so tense throughout Were the you entire like, movie. T- watching it like the, with the TV behind you. <laughs> no, 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 I mean like, I was lying doing on the couch. like a blue steel pose. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um <clears throat> hold on, my thick scar. Okay. Uh but no, I was I was lying down and my neck was like tense, so I was trying to like massage it and everything, but then I was like I don't think it's because I have like a neck ache. I think I'm just really tense because of this film. Yeah. You know, like the entire movie, I was like on edge and I was like, oh my God. It, it was, I, so what happened is I finished the six Harry Potter and like immediately after it was like midnight and I was like, I want to watch another movie and I wanted to watch something dark. I was like, I was into it. You know what I mean? And, um, I was like, oh shit, Sam had said I should watch The Guilty. And so I, I like couldn't remember what the name was called. So I had to like look it up and everything. I, but I knew Jake Gyllenhaal was in it. So I looked it up and I was like, oh, The Guilty. That's it. Okay, I remember. And uh, it was, I kept expecting him to like leave the office, you know? So I was like, I was like, is this like a bottle movie? You know, like a bottle episode? <laughs> and so, and it was, it was all taking place over the phone and you might be like oh that sounds super boring but it was not boring no. it was very like high pressured and Jake Gyllenhaal is so good and so like he's so good at emoting you know I thought that too like first of all credit goes to Mike because he's the one who told me I should watch it and yes. uh well thanks Mike I hadn't even heard awesome. of it it like totally was off my radar and I was yeah, like how have I not heard of this movie full it came of- in like 2021 yeah, too yeah and, yeah anyway so thanks Mike and then I suggested it to you because as soon as the twist happened well okay I thought Jake Gyllenhaal when he got super emotional like really affected me and I was like wow I didn't really know that he had this in him right in a good way um, and then when the twist happened, I was like, I bet that Lauren would like this as well. So <laughs> yes. I'm glad. Yeah, no, he I did. Is, he I did, did like really, it. He carried, like, he carried most of the movie. I mean, there was obviously like voice acting from other actors that helped. Oh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He really was was like the backbone, obviously, of yeah, the movie. Big time. I, I, 
I was thinking, I'm like, I wonder how they film this because I'm sure that there's someone just in the crew who's like repeating the lines back to him and he has to like act really emotionally to yeah. these like lines that are probably not delivered with much emotion because they're not going to pay, you know, like these big, I mean, Riley Keough and like Peter Sarsgaard. So it's like Ethan, these kind of big Ethan names, Hawk, you know? Maybe. Yeah, Ethan, Ethan Hawke's yeah. in it too, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like these kind of like bigger name actors, so they're not going to like pay them to just stand there and like talk to him. They're going to like... Yeah, they'll was, be in like a sound studio. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And so, I was I was just like oh man I'm like Jake Gyllenhaal's gotta be like he he's he's a good actor he's (laughs) like he he's awesome and I can't believe that this movie like like what you said flew under my radar because it's a really good film Mm -hmm. it's a very good and it's like and like I like ten out of ten, I would recommend. It was incredibly tense. It was I yeah, I really liked it. I was I'm like, glad. <laughs> I thought you might. I was that's why I kept bugging you about it because I was like, this isn't just your run of the mill, right? Jake Jill movie, all right, Jake Jake, Jake G. <laughs> this is a like a good intense movie with a. I've said it before and I'll say it again. A twist I did not see coming. No, it's it's definitely like, like my like. Yeah. Steam like came out of my ears when it happened because I was like, what? <laughs> what? So yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was uh it was definitely I yeah, there was like kind of like two twists actually. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. like that too because the first one I didn't see coming and then the second one was less like I, I expected it a little bit more, but I was still like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So um yeah, I'd recommend it. For yeah, sure. it's an it's on Netflix. So it is. It's on Netflix. Just ch- ch- check ch- it ch- out. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah. So, yeah. What 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 what's it all about? <laughs> anyway, did you see any movies lately that you want to talk about? Or? No, I'm still just so into the Olympics. They last for two weeks. Oh and, yeah, that's um, right. There's this big scandal now with the uh, Russian Olympics. Really, the Russian figure skater. She she's only 15, and she. They found like a, a sample of like some like heart medicine that would like potentially enhance her performance. Oh. So there's all this scandal and it makes me really sad because um, she's only 15. She's only 15. And like in my head, whenever I think of Russian athletes, I think of like Rocky Four. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, she's probably just given things and she probably just. I mean, I haven't seen Rocky Four, but. Well, it's like Ivan Drago. Is that with Dolph Lundgren? Yeah. Okay. And, and you, you see like his training and, and then like obviously he, you know, he has to bring honor to his country and everything. So there's all this extra pressure on him. And so that's what I think of when I think of this poor girl. But the reality is probably a little less, uh, a little bit more black and white than that, where she, she might have known what was going on and did it anyway, or she might. But I don't know. She's only 15. She's only a kid and she's a beautiful ice skater. And it's not fair because a lot of other skaters, you know, all the other skaters, this is their life's dream, you know, so why should she get an unfair advantage? And it just, it puts a pall over the whole thing because I just, I thought she was, she was such a gorgeous skater that I really wanted her to win. And now, and now it's like, she might be disqualified well, or? Yeah, they're letting her compete, but until her trial is done, they are not awarding any medals. So she's in the top three and she's first right now. The finals are like tomorrow. Uh, so if she gets in the top three, they're not going to award any medals to anybody until they figure it out. And I'm just like, they should have, 
I mean, nobody put me in charge, but I'm going to give my opinion because I have the microphone. But they should have either barred her from competing or dropped the charges. Like, they should have never just let her compete under this, like, maybe you'll get a medal if, you know, because it's like, right. if these drugs were found in her system and there's no reason for a 15-year-old to be taking a heart drug, then it's probably nefarious and you should just just end it and, you know, like, send her home. Right. I, I mean, I could see... I can see both sides, you know, but yeah. that, that's kind of like, it's kind of like a situation where it's like, what do you even do? You know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, well, now we're stuck in between a rock and a hard place and no yeah. one can make a decision. And yeah, that's, that's. Yeah. And when I was, when I was a kid, there was, well, I was like a teenager. I think it was the 2004 Olympics, maybe the there was a Romanian gymnast who got the all-around gold, and she was so good, and I was a really big fan of hers, and then they took it from her because she had taken some, like, cold medication the day before, and it was one of the, like, elements of it was on the banned list, and, and like, I was reading, I was rereading her huh. Wikipedia page recently when this whole thing started, and it was, like, her and her coaches and all all kinds of other people like even Nadia Comaneci who was like the biggest Romanian gymnast ever were like on her side like no that the drug she took didn't enhance her performance it was you know but they still took it from her and it's just wow yeah That's but um anyway so when this happens it's just like so a, devastating don't take cold medication when yeah but the then Olympics, well then like some American skaters like Tara Lipinski and Johnny Weir, they're like the big duo now. You, maybe you've seen them in things. I mean, I know I know who Tara yeah, Lipinski is, well, but I... They were yeah. talking... I saw them in an interview and they were saying like, when they were like 13 years old, if they, ha if they were sick, their parents had to call this like hotline to make sure that the drugs that they were prescribed would... Really? Were okay. Yeah, so... And wow. that's... I mean, we're talking like America, though. We're not talking about like Russia where... Right. You know, like they don't their rules are different than ours you know because they're a different country so right. anyway i feel bad for her i feel really bad for her but i also feel bad for myself because i was really excited and now it's like really sad but you're like i know it doesn't really affect me <laughs> in the long run but this is very disappointing <laughs> yeah so anyway so that's what i've been watching the last couple of weeks and by the time this episode comes out the olympics are over so oh, wow. we will know the outcome of the figure skating and maybe there'll even be a ruling on her doping scandal I don't know. It reminds me of um, like Judy Garland. Like when she was younger, she was like given all these drugs, yeah. mm -hmm. and diet like, pills, yeah. and appetite and suppressants. Like, yeah, I was like, I wonder if it's like that kind of thing. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that really met, like that really messed her up, and I think probably led to her early death. Yeah, well, she yeah. was addicted to pills and stuff. Yeah, know? that's that a. Uh, that addiction is no joke. It is very scary. Yeah. So, anyway. So, yeah. I haven't really watched many things. Mike and I watched... Oh, you reminded me. We had seen this movie before, Mike and I had, but um, Edge of Tomorrow with Tom oh, yeah, Cruise. Oh, yeah, I wanted to see that. And you reminded me, you asked me if I had seen it, and I was like, I have seen it. And then when you asked me, I was like, and I want to see it again. So, <laughs> and Mike owns it. It was, it was funny, because... Uh, the first time we watched it was great like when we first started dating and we watched it really late at night at my apartment and uh and then we watched it 
just recently and there was a couple times when i was like this feels like a new movie maybe it was really late at like it was too late at night when right, i watched you're it the like first time. too tired or something but yeah it's it's so i did i did watch that with him and the editing is really superb on that i i think it's a really fun movie so i want to see that you movie. should you should watch it i definitely want to see it yeah for sure oh man yeah today is wednesday usually we record on saturday but i have a friend coming into town uh so you know life happens and la di da <laughs> i'm like hot right now <laughs> it's happening it's because so i keep thinking wait sorry to <laughs> say i keep thinking about how when i texted you about how um gary oldman was at sirius could like get it and you were like yes and i was like i was like what did she just say <laughs> Because I was so shocked. You I was, think I'm a red-blooded American female <laughs> I just who like, thinks Gary Oldman is serious black is a fine-looking gentleman? <laughs> just like I've never thought. It's just it's just been so many times where I'm like, I mean, so many times. Like I actually kind of thought you were joking. I wasn't sure if you were serious or not. So I like I'm serious. I'm still like, I mean, you were serious, right? No, I've never thought Gary Oldman was attractive before. He's just like an older guy, but right. he's very good looking as serious. I know. Well, he's like charming and, and charismatic. Yeah, and I, mean. I don't know. He's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, good. So I wasn't joking. I I do think he's uh, attractive. <laughs> That's so funny. So That's so funny. Yeah, there's just been so many times where I'm like, I just kind of think so and so is sexy, <laughs> and you're like, mm, okay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it guess is I'm alone more in that. Rare. <laughs> no, there was something. Yeah, there was something very different about that yeah. character for him, and I'm like, am I? Is this Commissioner Gordon? I I thought Mike, he was handsome as Mike Commissioner said he Gordon. Thought he looked like Rob you. Schneider, which I can kind of see, but I I oh, don't Lord. think Rob Schneider is attractive. <laughs> no, just to I clarify, <laughs> I mean he's not ugly. If if Rob is listening, I, I no just, no he's definitely not. Like not. A, he's just not a Hollywood heartthrob. I I always really liked him in the Hot Chick, though. Did you ever see the movie? Yeah, we watched that together. Um, <laughs> that was funny. One time on like New Year's Eve. Do you yeah. remember that? Early, I do. Like not the New Year's Eve where we watched Young and Hungry and Center Stage and but oh, it was man, that was, was a really fun New, a New Year's, Year's, Year's Eve. Eve like a couple New Year's Eve before that um our friend Samantha and her boyfriend of the time Josh and you and me were I don't like his glasses and that <laughs> he looks very, like Johnny Depp. Like, <laughs> where I tried to show her a picture of him and um and and Dracula. Oh, okay. He reminds me of Johnny Depp and I oh, that's not bad. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of the same similar same wig yeah maybe if you saw him in action though you might maybe. feel differently because he's very charming as dracula it's Interesting. like i didn't know gary oldman was that way i just always yeah. thought of him as just like a, a no, serious he's like, actor he's like know. charming he's charismatic although i think he was in i think he was in the book of eli and he was oh, like yeah. a, he was a piece of shit in that i saw that movie was he the villain yeah he was oh, like yeah. he was like i think it was Gen- no it wasn't jennifer gray it was um jennifer beals jennifer oh Beale. yeah the mother mia yeah. kunis's mother yeah and and she was married to him so it was like her yeah, stepdad that's right. yeah, yeah yeah see no yeah yeah and he was like I was, a, he was like because i remember he like violently grabbed her like hair or something and he was, yeah. he was like really violent and awful in that there was a scene in that movie that involved him and her that i really liked and it was when she like he got the book and he opens it up and he finds out it's Braille and she like touches it and she has this like recognition on her face like she knows what it says but she won't tell him and I really like that moment yeah I yeah. like that movie I like that movie a lot actually 
I know you were kind of iffy about it. I'm on the fence about it, but I did like that part a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember. I remember um, the actor Ray Stevenson is in it. And there's a scene where I was just like super grossed out, which I actually think Ray Stevenson is a very handsome guy. But he like... He her name her character name is Solara and I don't know why I remember that I have like I have like a very good memory for like just little random things that absolutely have no help in my life whatsoever. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> he like wanted he was like helping him out with something or trying to capture something or whatever, and he goes, "Yeah, sure, I'll do it, but I want Solara." And I was like, "Right, because oh, yeah. she's just like a fucking prize to be won." Like I was just like, "Ew." And I was like, well, at least I guess he's good looking. I mean, it doesn't really make up for him being him a potential up. rapist, but... Rapiest? <laughs> rapiest. I had to look him up. He kind of looks like uh, Chris Noth. Oh, yeah. I can kind of see that. Yeah. yeah. I can kind of see that. Jennifer Beals is also in uh, the book of Boba Fett. So, apparently, oh. she can only be in things that are based on books. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Flashdance, also right. based on a book. No, it's that, not. That actress, Frances de la Tour, was so creepy in the book of Eli. Let she was like what? a cannibal. And they were singing her and her like husband oh, were like yeah. singing that weird song. I do I do remember the cannibals, but I don't remember them singing, but I do remember oh, them weird. like that scene. I remember her bizarre. like one of them was really shaky. They that's were like holding they knew, a yeah, yeah, they were holding like a thing of tea and they were like really shaky and he's like he's like, uh, those guys are cannibals. Let's get the fuck yeah, out of here. Shaky. Yeah. Ugh. So I don't know. I'm I was I was like so curious about that. I'm like, is it just raw human meat or is it cooked human meat that does that? You know what I mean? Like I was like, ew, but also tell me more (laughs) i was told this as a child and i've never looked it up to to see if the science is accurate i've just this this is what i was told by somebody as a child is that cannibalism is dangerous because your body will start like ingesting itself or something but listen i don't know if that's true right that's just what i was told and i've never bothered to look it up because up till now i've never had the desire to eat human meat so <laughs> up till now now you do yeah. but <laughs> well if you get a grill out put some barbecue sauce on it maybe i'll try Find it me after lunch I'll yeah put on something pretty <laughs> baby you got a stew going <laughs> no so i've never looked it up i have no idea yeah, but that's I, what i was told and maybe it was just somebody was just ribbing me you know who knows i don't know but if any cannibalologists are out there <laughs> let us know cannibalologists i'm sure there's people that study cannibalism i don't know i mean it's i like, could probably look it up on google but i'm just we got we got a two and a half yeah, hour movie yeah, to talk I'm, about I'm, so I'm not really. let's keep the mystery alive about cannibalism let's talk about the movie let's talk about the movie okay so what did you think? I actually liked this one quite a bit. I, I, I kind of had a feeling that you would, because I I have to say, well, first of all, this is a lot shorter of a book. So let's see. It's it like, is. I noticed that it looks like a, a normal book. Yeah. <laughs> let's see. It is. Um, it's like a little over 650 pages. Yeah, it's like 650, 652 pages. Nice. So it's manageable. Pretty much like 200 ish less than the, the last one. And I had, my notes are not copious this time because I, first of all, didn't remember most of the movie. I didn't remember most of the book. And also, I. 
didn't really like I couldn't really think of anything that was different that was in the book that or, that wasn't in the movie you know what I mean so like I actually kind of like enjoyed it for just the what what it was which was nice because the last couple ones I'm like okay well that didn't happen and let me do this because that didn't happen and oh my gosh I can't even believe that they didn't do this because of blah you know so this one I was actually like able to just go like okay let's just enjoy it and it was like finally <laughs> you yeah. know so i'm yeah. glad that i had a feeling that you were gonna like this one I, more i really liked how spooky it is yes um Very it starts spooky. out pretty spooky with like people in just a normal office and you hear like weird rumbling noises and you see the clouds of the like uh, the death eaters and and i liked that and uh, i just liked how dark and there were like some interesting real consequences that happened that I appreciated, not because I'm a sadistic person, but just because for storytelling I liked. Right. Um, I, I have a problem with the ending. Um, okay. And we can get there. But no, I... Uh, I'm curious. <laughs> well, it's, no, I want to know. I can tell you now. <laughs> tell me now. I'm, so, I'm too curious now. The problem that I had with the ending was like, there was this very, very intense scene where Snape murders Dumbledore. Right. And he's really dead, right? I assume. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's really okay. dead. Yeah, yeah. So Dumbledore has died and and then like and then Bellatrix and the other Death Eaters and Draco and Snape all walk towards Hagrid's house and they burn Hagrid's house down and and then there's like this skull in the clouds and all the students at Hogwarts are standing around uh, Dumbledore's dead body because he fell from like the tower right and i was like whoa this is this is intense things are ramping up and then the movie like and then the next scene happens and it's like a beautiful sunrise and harry and hermione and ron are up in the tower and i was like no the battle is supposed to be starting right now and that really upset me because i was like this is this is why am i surprised (laughs) Why am I surprised? But it was the end of a two and a half hour movie, so you think they're going to have a battle too? I thought, no, I thought that the movie should have ended after they lit Hagrid's house on fire, and the next oh. movie should start in the battle because, like, why are they? It's just well, there's so much like, battle and then relaxing and then battle and relaxing, and I was like, so the next movie is just going to probably there. I don't think there's a battle in the next movie. I wondered because it's like the first yeah. part of this, the well, second book. They have, or to the find, they have to find all the Horcruxes too. Yeah. Well, I just I thought like, like, so they almost killed Harry. Who almost killed Harry? Was it Draco or Bellatrix? Or, um, and well, and Snape like stopped stopped that person and was like Snape was like no that's for the Dark Lord to do oh um and I was like I think it was Bellatrix why isn't Voldemort yeah, there Draco was like Draco was gone like he yeah. was running away mm-hmm. he was like I mean I I actually really like I think this is the movie where I really started to um kind of like empathize with Draco like I'm not saying oh that, I did too yeah, yeah like I'm not saying like what he was doing was right but he was clearly like like wrecked over what he had to do you know I mean he was crying all the time he was like he I mean he I think that the thing is that I think the thing about Draco is that he is um shit there's a word for it um oh my god oh my god this is gonna drive me nuts um indoctrined oh sure yeah 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 so he's always been he's already been like indoctrined is that right indoctrinated indoctrinated yeah into what voldemort believes in because his father is such a loyal loyal follower and narcissa i'm sure is like you know she's 
her sister is Bellatrix, so she's yeah, she's probably like, you know, I mean, she's kind of if she doesn't agree with it, she's stuck between a rock and a hard place. Because what's she gonna do? She's like both her sister and her husband are both Death Eaters, so that's like what either you run away with your child. And you probably will be running for the rest of your life because they're going to be coming after you, I would bet, or, you know, whatever. Um, and and so, and I can understand her reaction and wanting to protect her son, you know, and going to Snape and being like, listen, like, I love my child and he can't fail. And so you need to help him out. And, um, and I mean, they, they'll get more into like, why Snape kills Dumbledore later, but I don't want to say anything. Okay, because I have some questions. There's a lot more like, to it than that. So first, in an earlier movie, we find out that he used to be a Death Eater, and then he became a turncoat, and was a Death Eater, like a spy on the Death Eaters. And then now, we find out that he is spying on Hogwarts, allegedly. Double agent. He's like a, du- yeah, a double agent. And I was wondering if that was real, or if him and Dumbledore had this um, like an arrangement made where it was going to look like he killed him. I'm not saying anything. Yeah, don't say anything if it's if it's going to be something that because I do know what it well, is. Of course, well, of yeah, course, well, I, of course, yeah. That would be weird if you didn't. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't even know what happened. <laughs> who was Dumbledore? Who's Dumbledore? Dumbledore. There's two doors. <laughs> I don't get it. I only have one door. Is that what you meant? A single door. <laughs> it's not double door. It's single door. I don't know. Okay. I don't like that. Anyway, so, so I wasn't laughed sure. Because after a while, I was like, you should just shut up. <laughs> no, I was just thinking of all the ditzy people that I've had to help customer service-wise in my life. Like, it fits. There's <laughs> not this. a show about me on Netflix. There's not a show, There's a show called, called Laura Ingram, Ingram on Netflix. About Netflix. <laughs> so, a so, show about me? So I was wondering, did... The show is called <laughs> You! <laughs> Okay, y'all, if you haven't seen it, look up Laura and Graham, uh, you argument on Netflix, because it is so funny and so ridiculous. I like, hope that it's not, I hope that it's not like a bit. I hope that it really, I, I hope she it, really didn't I feel like know it what really he was, was. doing. Because I was like, if this is a bit, I'm disappointed. But if it's real, then I'm, I really like it. She was doing her own little who's on first routine, yeah. but she had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> she seems so weird, too. Uh, well, like, she's, she's like, she just seems so, like, airheaded, yeah. you know? Like, she's just like, what? <laughs> I don't have a show on me and on Netflix. I was and- like, Laura, good lord, like, lady. <laughs> The show so, is called you. And he's like, I don't have I time finished, to go over this. I finished you. you, by the way. Oh. Yeah. I didn't was, know you were watching it. Yeah, I've I've seen all of them. Oh. It's, um, I like it. It reminds me a little bit of Dexter, but like, hopefully it won't be bad like Dexter was, because, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. So, yeah. So, I was I was just curious if like if this was a fake ending and they had worked something out because before that Dumbledore was like, tell Snape what happened. But I was like, is Dumbledore being duped by this guy? But I guess that's going to be answered later. But I just, 
it just I mean it really bothers me that it's like of course there's other movies so Voldemort is just like Voldemort is the most lackadaisical villain I've ever seen like why was he gets it, everyone to do this well he gets like he ever where does he and what is he doing while they're all out doing his bidding is he just like he's he partying feet up he's and then and then like you've seen those arms he has to go out and like yeah. you know I mean he's super like he's like woo guys I'm alive I'm alive look at me now dad <laughs> and so I just think like why why wouldn't it just continue into a battle because they've just killed who the, even Snape said in this movie Dumbledore was a very powerful wizard and they obviously got him when he was weakened oh yeah and, big time. and so like the whole thing was ramping up to this big battle but then there's like this really slow schmaltzy scene with Harry and Hermione and Ron where they're just like I, I mean know, there is a battle at the end but it's not until like I think at the last I think it's the second part. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, man, these movies could have been done in like, I bet they could have done these movies and let's, I'll be generous and I'll say four movies they could have told this story if Voldemort would just get off his ass and do something. <laughs> that really bothered uh, me. I disagree. I love that there's seven books. <laughs> like, but anyway. Or eight movies, I guess. So I had a big problem with that just because it's like so obvious that there's more movies coming and I thought they should have maybe done this slightly differently i don't know well i mean the thing is that they can't really do battle until they have the horcruxes until they destroy them you know so until they then, can't but voldemort can battle anytime he wants that's true he can and so i'm just not sure why he's not well i think that he knows that they have to kill the he's, horcruxes. No, he's just giving kidding. them time to find the horcrux i know well <laughs> i know <clears throat> i think that i don't know you know, I mean, I, I, there's probably more of an explanation as to why he can't quite get to Harry or something, you know. But it's also kind of weird that he couldn't go through the, like, um, the, like, the... Uh, the cabinet yeah thank you i was like i couldn't i can't called? remember what it's called either but yeah. i thought that was really cool when like the black smoke started coming out and i was like oh my gosh is voldemort gonna come out of that cabinet but no it was just I'm like i'm here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> oh, bellatrix and the Bella. weird looking guy and oh uh fenrir gray yeah. fenrir grayback he is a werewolf okay that's why he yeah looks i think we- he's werewolves not swearwolves <laughs> he i think that he looks that way because i think he's like embraced his werewolfness and uses it to his advantage sure because he's a violent individual so yeah but he um i think he he is i want to say that he's in the next one but i think he's got a little bit of, of a bigger part but um yeah, Fenrir Greyback is supposed to be like like a scary dude. He is kind of ugly. Yeah, he's yeah. he's creepy looking for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I also um, I thought it was yeah. funny that they like get really pissed at Harry for doing magic in front of Muggles, but Dumbledore is standing in the middle of London with his like wizard robes. I know. <laughs> I, I was know. like, oh sure, double standard, double stand, double standard is what your name should be because. <laughs> You're not looking inconspicuous at all. Oh uh, no, I know. He's like, it's like, it's like if someone stopped him and they're like, "Oh, where'd you come from?" He could have been like, "Um, I'm cosplaying as a." Did you ever see Fantasia? You remember the the, the wizard and that? Yeah, that that's who I am. Um, I do have a question for you because early on in this series, you said that Dumbledore was a bad guy. I didn't. I, 
I did. I know I did say that, but I I don't. I guess I kind of misremembered things. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, because I don't think he is a necessarily a bad guy, but I think that he has manipulated Harry a lot. He has less of a concern for Harry's um, safety than he should, like leaving him with the Dursleys. Yeah. Um, and and I mean, you can just you can really see how manipulative he is in this movie, like with Slughorn and everything. And um, and I actually like kind of forgot about Slughorn, and then they introduced him, and I was like, oh, I hate this guy. <laughs> really? I don't hate him. But I don't really like him because I thought I like he's played by Jim Broadbent, mm-hmm. and I I like Jim Broadbent because he's kind of a wacky guy. He is, and I really liked that character because I thought that he just I don't know I I enjoyed the mystery and how it unfolded with him mm-hmm. with like him and Tom Riddle and how he sort of like picks out favorite students and his motives are very transparent. Yeah, see, that's what I didn't like about oh, him. okay. Was that he like, he was like a collector, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, these are people, you know? And, and he's like, oh, if someone makes it on the wall, it's like, it's like he's talking about making it on the wall. Like, if you make it on the wall, it's practically like winning a Nobel Prize, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm like, okay, yeah. it's a picture frame. But like, I mean, you know? And it was cool that Lily was, um, was there. But, and like, so Harry got to hear more about his mom, you know? But, um, yeah, that always, like, really bugged me. Like, it rubbed me the wrong way that he was so, he was, you know, he was, like, a collector. Like, it gre- yeah. creeped me out. It was, like, gross it to me. It is creepy. Like, I don't think it's a good trait, but right. I liked how it was portrayed in the movie, and I like how um, he, yeah, he he had this, like, exclusive little club going, and I oh, like that he... Wait, wait, sorry. Let, let me say one more thing. Um, and he also, like, so the people that did make it into his club, he, like, treated them like they were, like, royalty. But then they got that people that didn't were waiters. I was like, how humiliating. <laughs> I mean, in all the things that I've seen Hogwarts do, that's, like, the least offensive <laughs> to me. But, yeah, I guess. Because they still get to be there. Yeah, but... If I, mean, that's I, better if than I was having in their shoes, I'd be it. really, I'd be embarrassed, you know? Sure. Well, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I guess I didn't think of it that way. So I'd be super embarrassed because I'd be like, oh, I didn't make it in, but I'm here yeah. as your waiter. I have to be a helper. Cool. You know, yeah. like I would be like, if he had approached me and was like, oh, you didn't make it in, but you could still be a waiter. I'd be like, no, <laughs> no. What do you think this is? No. Listen, I can't tell you to fuck off, but fuck off. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I liked and I I liked um, the memories of Tom Riddle. I like those. Oh, the pensive isn't that yeah. done way better than it was in the. Yeah, except he still put his face in the water with glasses on. But I, well, listen, it's, it's not still bothered. I know it's magical, but it still bothers me a little bit. It doesn't bother me as much as when he was like boom under well, the water. He has to, he has to be able to see no, what's going I on. Listen, I know. I was just saying you didn't let me finish. <laughs> I. It still bothers me, but I accept it better because it's magic water right. potion right. memories. So I'm okay with it, even though the visual still bothers me because I'm like, nobody with glasses. Even if somebody pulled it, like, pull up a pensive right now, I'm 
100% taking my glasses yeah, off. Yeah, no, I would If too, it's a magical yeah. pool of water, then I shouldn't need my glasses to see what's going on. <laughs> but I, I agree. I can sus- suspend disbelief more with the pensieve than with the other things. Yeah. But I thought I that, that, that was, as I was watching it, I was like, oh, that's so much better. Like, I was yeah. like, that's done way it's better. It's done way better. And I think it's pretty <clears throat> cool. It's a pretty creative idea to get story across how he has i'm i'm so am i right in assuming that everybody who had a memory of tom riddle just sort of donated these memories to dumbledore or were all those memories his i think that it's probably like a mixture okay. of both it's probably like someone was like oh yeah no i knew tom riddle sure i'd love to give you my memory i don't want to think about him at all you know or something yeah because i think it's pretty creative like that he would be probably collecting as many like memories and like clues about him that he could he could find right and i and i thought that that was interesting because tom brittle as a kid is pretty creepy and and i do think that dumbledore is uh a little bit i I think it's interesting he's a little bit veiled when he goes to see tom brittle as a child but he says that was harry's nephew that was him he says to harry like i didn't know that i was talking to the most powerful wizard Right. I ever. mean, how can you know? You know. Yeah, and, and but the then, teenage version of him, I loved that really actor. Good. Yeah, like he was he did a so really good job. Like he, he was just like me, the side glitch. He reminded me of someone like the, the actor in A Cure for Wellness. Do you know who? Oh, I'm talking Dane DeHaan. Uh, is that his name? That's, yeah, that's <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. I could see that. He reminded me of someone. Um, like I can't put my finger on it, but there was someone where I was as I was watching, and I was like. Uh, maybe it's like Rupert. F- no, it's not Rupert Friend. But I like I liked him as a teenager, and I liked uh, how that's how we learn what the Horcrux are. Yeah, we also learn that Slughorn is is kind of like shady because he altered the memory at first and oh yeah and it was like and the memory is so like obviously altered too yeah. like because because uh tom riddle's like oh can you tell me about yeah i have a story to tell you about yeah. watching this movie so it was monday night and i was watching this movie and i was like it's monday i'm watching the movie i'm gonna have some snacks so i had a beer and I had some peanut M&M's and I was watching the movie and then like a wave of sleepiness just sort of like washed over me. And uh, and I was like, I better, I, I have to give in to this because otherwise I'm going to be fighting it. So I paused the movie thinking that I would just like close my eyes for like 10 minutes. And I woke up a half an hour later and I... I'm not being hyperbolic. I didn't know what day it was. I didn't know where I was. I couldn't remember what I was doing. And I was like, why am I on my couch? Why is it dark? The TV is on. What day is it? Is it Friday night? Is this Friday night? What's happening? And it, I I had like a three minute like groggy panic because I just didn't. I was so I must have been in such a deep slumber. And then something pulled me out of it. And it, I just had to like get over the hump of like am i dead what is happening <laughs> and then i was so groggy and disoriented and like my kid texted me and he had texted me like a voice memo and on iphones the voice memos will disappear after two minutes so i opened the texting and i was like oh the, the voice memo is gonna disappear so i like listened to it and then i was like i don't know what's happening and, <laughs> and the whole thing so then i sort of like walked around my apartment and like 
woke up a little bit and then i started playing the movie and it was at that part and i was like am i still sleeping i don't know what that scene was and then, then but harry rescued me because when that ended harry was like i don't know what happened and i was like thank god i don't know either and i don't know if that was you're like i'm not alone yeah. and i had to like rewind it and rewatch it because i was like i still don't believe that it's i think it was me because i might still be in this weird trance i don't know it was so weird so Dude, anyway i i've had times where i've fallen asleep at like 7 p.m and i wake up and it's like 8 p.m but i'm like so convinced that it's like 8 a.m and i'm like oh my god i slept the entire <laughs> night why did anyone wake me like i could have had dinner i was hungry <laughs> i've done that as well that feels so weird that feels it very similar surreal. to what yeah like, and you're like and it's only been an hour and then you're like oh wait yeah. it's p.m oh okay did well, i find a wormhole what happened <laughs> you're like no i definitely slept for 12 hours because i feel like i'm dead yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, one time when I was living with my parents, I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, beautiful morning, time to get ready. And I like washed my hair and like took a shower and everything. And I was drying my hair and I could not keep my eyes open while I was drying my hair. And I was like, why am I still so tired? <laughs> and I kept trying to dry my hair. And I lived in a very small house, so I don't know why nobody woke up. <laughs> That's what I was wondering but then too. I, yeah. And then I went back in my room and it was 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what just happened, but... So we should have to take a shower nobody, in the morning. I can't believe nobody woke up. They were all just sleeping so deeply. But anyway, and then in the morning when I... And it was when I was in college. And when, when I woke up in the morning, I had extra time because I'd done my morning stuff right, in right. the middle of the night. So I recommend that to everybody. Just you know. I, like, I don't sleep through the night usually i usually wake up you know like go to the bathroom or whatever but sometimes if i'm like really cold i'll take a shower in the middle of the night and it's just like actually i don't really know where i was going with that but it's just it's feels delightful. so cozy <laughs> it's delightful yeah no way. warm showers are really and cozy. i'm just like and i'll just stand there and be like oh this is it <laughs> this is everything i ever wanted <laughs> <laughs> so anyway i did like the scene with Tom Riddle, I was relieved that it wasn't me, that Harry no, didn't understand it either. And then I liked how he sort of swindled it out of, he used Slughorn's own potion. Yeah, yeah. And it, okay, this is just a little, like, this isn't even, like, a big deal at all. But in the book, I remember it being described as, like, swirling gold. Like, it was supposed to look really cool. Oh. And when he drank it, it kind of just looked like water. Yeah. And I was like, um... No. <laughs> Here's something that bothers me that's bo that bothered me about this movie was that um multiple times Ron was supposed to drink a potion and he took like the tiniest drink of it. Did you notice that? Yeah. Like before the the uh Quidditch match when he thought Harry put the luck potion in his drink, he's right. like he's like <gasps> tiny sip and he goes come on harry let's go win and then later when ron is dead and they give him like the antidote he he takes oh, yeah. like the tiniest sip and he's like and now i'm alive <laughs> but then when harry had to take the potion he like drank it down i, know, I was like oh I, know. I thought it would last more than once because they don't I, drink very much a of lot it. yeah like yeah. i would just take half and then save the rest for later that's what yeah. i was thinking like he could have put some in ron he didn't put any in. i thought that was kind of cute how he didn't actually put the luck yeah, potion in ron's like, drink. what did you put in his drink and ron's like uh, and he's like, mm. and Harry's like, nothing. And literally, it was nothing. <laughs> it was nothing. It was just, it was just all psychological, you know. Yeah. Um, I shit. I was gonna say something about. Um, 
I can't remember. <laughs> so you like this movie better than the book? Is this one of them that? Um, I I don't think so. Oh, okay. I would say that I probably like the book better. Um, but I do have to say the next two I did not like the book as much as I like the movies. Oh, okay, there was some parts in the book that I liked more. Um, that I thought should have like there was it's one specific part I'm not going to say what it is obviously it's like a huge spoiler but uh, that I thought they could have done the same way that they did in the book and they didn't do it in the movie but I always felt like the seventh book was so rushed it just felt like she was just trying to like I'm just trying to end this I just want to get this over with and like and I understand it because you've been working in this for like a decade and you're kind of like, I love Harry Potter, but like I want to move on and do something, do different like work, you know, and, and, but it, it was also, but it's like, but it's for the fans, you know what I mean? And so, so I, I, I just remember. She could have just made it end at the end of the sixth book, like I suggested <laughs> minutes no, ago. No, <laughs> no, um, but yeah, there's like, there's a, um, I mean, I'm not going to say who, but there is a character death that I did not like the way it was written. And I was very disappointed by that because I was like, I was like, the fans deserve a good death scene, you know? So anyway, but um, we'll, we'll talk about when we get there. Uh, but yeah, so for, I barely remember the sixth book. Sure. I mean, I think I haven't read it as much as the other ones probably, um, but like honestly i can't even remember like things that like bugged me about the difference between them so yeah again i just enjoyed it for the movie really like this movie yeah yeah big time big time the set design is pretty cool in this movie i think yeah it's um i really like the darker the darker books darker stories you know i feel like the tone of this movie if they would have applied it to every movie in the harry potter series i think i would have maybe enjoyed the first few more <laughs> yeah the the first few are very much more lighthearted, and this one just has so much like spooky mystery and i mm-hmm. think that's what i liked about it yeah i think as far as the movies go um my favorite it's like five three six and seven so those are those are my favorites okay the third being my second favorite because okay that's when they introduce lupin yeah I think so, I I think I like the, the third one always holds a really special place in my heart because Lupin is introduced and so it's yeah like, and he's in yeah, it so yeah. much well I think he's, I, he is in the books a lot more oh, okay yeah yeah he likes younger women I'm learning <laughs> he likes yeah Tonks um, I didn't see that coming yeah when she when when they were leaving the Weasley's house and she's like darling and I was like I thought that maybe I thought that maybe he she was his daughter because they were leaving together and she said so like mrs weasley was like something about you're leaving so soon or whatever and she's like oh the first night of the cycle always really bothers him or whatever because talking about like the moon cycle Mm -hmm. i guess and i was like is that his daughter and then she's like darling and i was like that's his girlfriend (laughs) yeah they get they get married oh um and it's not in the movie but they do have a baby oh really Mm -hmm. name is teddy oh and he's like his mama so he can change like his hair color and everything like she can yeah yeah so um, but he's, yeah, he's not in the movies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was on my notes. Lupin likes younger women. <laughs> Lupin. <laughs> um, hey, Lupin. <laughs> What's going on? Actually, I never really was like attracted to Lupin. I just always really loved his character. Sure, but yeah. yeah. Serious is where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> You're serious about serious. I just like, there's something about Gary Oldman is serious. It black. It's like, it hey, you know, yeah. he's like, uh, 
girl take, I leave mean, it to the harry potter movies to kill every ounce of joy <laughs> <laughs> i know i know well it's like you know it's it's what i said it's like game of thrones don't ever get attached to characters they're probably gonna die you know it's you know you just you love someone so deeply and then <laughs> when you left the hurt was so deep <laughs> they just go uh, they're dead <laughs> they're super dead southern accent so i do have something that i am kind of bothered by and the fact that i something that really started getting on my nerves is that Ginny has no personality and i wanted to see because harry somehow in this movie is like head over heels for Ginny, and we don't i don't know why and i really listen maybe this makes me sound like a harry potter fan but i really wanted him and luna to be together because him and luna have these oh meaningful moments i actually have something to tell you oh, i, have something I, to thought, talk about I was hoping that. that it would excite you when i said that and you wouldn't be like no never no Not my sweet angel baby luna <laughs> gosh you know me so well is that what i sound like that's so weird yeah, you um, sound very harsh and gruff every time you talk no. <laughs> um <clears throat> No, actually, it's funny because I was watching TikTok and there was a video about Ginny and Harry. And they were like, and first of all, they talked about the scene where his shoe's untied and she ties the shoelace. That, why? Why is that scene in there? He, that scene is said, so cringy. He and should I have like, said, well, you're down there. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Tie the other one. What did you think I was saying? I That's, what I, that's what I thought you were saying. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, I just like all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I'm supposed to believe that they're they're having like th- all this these feelings for each other, but we never see any moment. Like I know, I it's, see we see moments between him and Luna, and you know, they're I pretty actually, nice. And he like invites Luna to the little party, and and he seems to enjoy her like weirdness, and, right? Yeah. So no, I was so, like, uh, this, this, right. <laughs> so this TikToker <laughs> was talking about that because. um because I actually looked up something about like what is the difference between um, the movie Ginny and like the book Ginny, and people are they're pretty pissed about how the Ginny is portrayed because she's like a piece of cardboard in yeah. the movies, but in the book she's like fucking awesome, like she's badass. And so this guy was. Um, this guy was like saying he's like why did they have jenny and harry be together they have first of all he's like the actors he's like i understand that it's in the books but the actors have no chemistry together but he has amazing chemistry with luna and like every single scene he has great chemistry with luna and you can see it immediately with them and i like well first of all i've never liked jenny and harry together even in the books, I didn't like them. I thought it was weird. I thought, like, it made me kind of mad that Ron wasn't angry over it. You know what I mean? Like, if I was if I was Ron, I'd be like, no, you can't date my sister. I'm like, there's a million other girls it's out there. Pretty, it's pretty weird. I think like, it's, it's pretty bonkers that, like, now... I, they grew up together, yeah. too. Like, they're like, she's almost like his sister, mm-hmm. you know? And also, I think it really bothers me that he has all these moments still with uh, Hermione and Ron and Ginny's, like, not with them. And I'm like, Where, why isn't she with you? Like, yeah, it's... I know. It's kind of it, weird. It's like, they can't not have just the main three in all these meaningful moments, right, you know? Right. Well, you have to... The mo- or the books are from Harry's perspective. So, so he doesn't want his girlfriend around. <laughs> is what i'm hearing that's exactly what i'm saying (laughs) 
so like they're saying like uh okay so she's really witty in the books um she speaks her mind and um she like she yeah she's just like really let's see well yeah it sounds like i mean well i I just wanted some scenes of them talking or, or like getting to know each other where I would be like, oh, I can see why they like each other. But instead, I see Luna saving him and, and him inviting Luna to the party and him and Luna having these right. conversations where she tells him, like, listen, Voldemort's going to try to, like, isolate you. And I'm like, all this stuff that she does and all we see Ginny do is is just sort of, like, Like she enters a room and he's like, oh, yeah. Ginny, how are you? And I understand that's how... Is my tie straight? <laughs> that's how having a crush is. Right. But her character is so boring. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I know. Um, there is a scene in... Is it in the sixth one where he's like... He, or no, maybe it's... I don't know. One of them... I just... This is totally not even like related to Jenny, but there's something that, that Her- Hermione says like, oh, she probably just likes you because she's the chosen one. Like talking about, I think, Romilda Vane or oh, another. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, I am the chosen one. And I was <laughs> like, you cheeky little bastard. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, he did say that in the library. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, I am the chosen one. And I was like, Harry. <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I liked it. But... um <clears throat> Yeah, no, Ginny is very flat and very boring in the in the movies, and she's not like that in the books. And I actually think, like, the movie version, which is all I know, like, maybe I'm getting too far into, like, the fangirl thing, and I'm not meaning to sound like this, but I'm like, Ginny and Harry are very alike, and I kind of liked how Luna's a little out there, and Harry could kind of, like, anchor her to Earth, but she could also keep him lighthearted because he's had such a terrible life. Oh, yeah, yeah, for you sure. Know? So, anyway. Yeah, I mean, they both have had you know terrible instances in their life and she saw her mom die um and she's she's kind of like she's got that quirkiness that's yeah i know i know him and um it's like daniel radcliffe and ivana lynch that's her that's the actress's name it's just like so much better chemistry and and i think you're totally right i i one like 1000% agree with you that the Ginny and Harry storyline is way forced in there. And it felt like it was forced in the book too. Again, I've never ever liked it. And I've never been on board with it. I always was like, just kind of creeped out by it. Like it was, it just like, I don't know. And, and, um, I like, I always thought that Neville and Luna actually had really good chemistry in the books, but they don't really, you don't see them a lot in the movies go, but he ends up with someone else but anyway so it's it's frustrating because you're it's like watching you know like the typical hollywood movie where these people date for like three days and then suddenly they're like i'm in love with you and you're like "Mm, you had sex and you are really into each other but you don't love each other because y'all don't know each other like it's just and and this is not that case in that where they do know each other but again it's just it's like pigeonholed like it's it's just we have to stick Ginny and harry into this one little hole but i just don't i don't get why jk rowling did that i really don't i don't understand why she thought that that was you know in my head i was thinking perhaps she thought harry becoming a real like an actual part of the weasley family would be a happy ending but right i don't think he needs that because he is already a part of their family oh yeah like that would never change they love him you know so 
I yeah, so I, I don't I don't it's just an excuse I gave to myself as to why he would be end up with Jenny. Right. But I also think like I've talked to I've talked to you about this on this episode and Mike and I have talked about this because we you you brought up the Hermione Harry thing and how they had like all these moments together and it's like in the book you could be imagining Hermione as like more dorky, but you don't imagine her as like beautiful Emma Watson when you're first reading it, obviously right, like right. now people probably they're probably like inevitably connected, but and like in the movie version, it's different. Like the main female and the main male usually end up together, especially if she's very cute. And then also, like, you can't help it. Well, you can help it if you do casting right. But, you, you know, like, him and Ginny don't have chemistry in real life. You can write anybody to have chemistry in a book. Right. But in, in real life, like, you have to think about that when you're casting a movie. And, like, him and Luna had just, they just have nicer moments. They have, not even nicer, just moments together. It's, just, it's organic yeah. is what it is. Like, him yeah. and Ginny don't have many moments until yeah. the Room of Requirements scene where she, like, kisses him but that felt awkward like it just yeah. felt so awkward yeah I, no i totally agree and you know i mean we've we've talked numerous times about having watching movies where the the leads do not have chemistry together and it's and it's painful like it, it honestly is because you're just like oh oh no don't oh don't kiss uh-uh no nope stop please would you just stop please <laughs> you know and and with this it's it's just like, oh, they're together. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's, it's not okay, but I guess it's okay because it's not going to change. So I have to be okay with it, but I don't want to be okay with it. You yeah. Know? Sometimes like, like for stuff like that, I do a choose, choose your own adventure. And I just <laughs> pretend that the ending is like with La La Land. I just pretend that the ending isn't what happened. Ending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just I just tell myself like no, the ending of La La Land is They end up together. Yeah, it's Ryan Gosling's like little daydream. That's the actual end of La La Land because otherwise I'm too angry about it. <laughs> There's um the movie um the movie An Affair to Remember. Well, it has a great ending, but like at the end you're like expecting them to kiss and instead they hug. So like I had a friend who'd always who told me her name was Karen actually. And um Karen would be like, Oh, I just stop it before they hug and I'd be like, <laughs> They kissed. Ta da It's like the end of Pacific Rim. <laughs> Which so, we mentioned, yeah. It's like it seems like they should, but they don't. And yeah. so you're like and it seems like they're going to, but then they don't. And so you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's a great, it's a great movie. I would, I would highly recommend that movie. It's very romantic and sweet, but, um, you know, and if you watched Sleepless in Seattle, you'd see, uh, what's her name? Rita Wilson crying oh, over the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. It made me so mad that they compared, like they kept comparing that. Like, I was like, how dare you use this? piece of art and in your trash film (laughs) (laughs) your garbage garbage film i was like nora Efron. (laughs) (laughs) so i have another question for you i I do have notes i should actually take them out i have a question for you and and it's something that really bothers me about the movie as well and that i don't understand so Draco uh, puts that cabinet in the room of requirement i actually almost talked about almost all my notes (laughs) Oh, I don't. I don't have a lot of notes. Well, so. I have still have a few pages okay. Okay. Here, here. So I do have another question, and this okay. is something that really sort of ir- irked me, and it's been ir- like bothering me all day, and I don't, I don't like it, and I'm okay. annoyed. Okay. So, um, okay, let me start. Let me back up. I liked. Nope. Okay. 
Okay. So it was cool that Draco put that cabinet in the room of requirement. Uh, I think it's a little... Well, it's not... It wasn't put in there. It was what he required. So it was in there. Like, when he walked past it. Okay. Right. So, so he, okay. he needed it. No, so the this room works. required... This makes meant- me even more annoyed. So <laughs> okay. So he required the cabinet. So mm-hmm. the room of requirement put it in there. And so on and so forth. As we've already laid down and you explained to me the, law- the lore about the room of requirement. Right. Why were Ginny and Harry able to find the exact same room of requirement? Because it's probably, well, because all that stuff in there has been put in there by wizards over the years. But so the room of requirement that they practiced in looked nothing like that room. Right. But it, it, it's, it shows up to provide you what you need. They didn't need a room with that cabinet in it though. But it was a room where they needed to hide something that was filled with a bunch of other junk. So, so that that room comes back in that specific room comes back into play later, a little bit. I don't maybe. understand it, and I'm still I'm still annoyed by it because I don't I don't understand how Draco could need the exact same style of room with his cabinet and why they would like because if my guess is that. It's my guess is that maybe the room of requirement only has like a specific amount of rooms that it can show, and that's one of the rooms, you know. Hmm. That's no. I mean, I know what you're saying. I think <laughs> you're like no. It I doesn't <laughs> satisfy me because it, I in my head I was like, well. Because then they could have found Dumbledore's army right away because they needed to find Dumbledore's army. Or they wanted to find... They required Ra- to find Dumbledore's army. Yeah. So the rule of requirement will work for Harry and Dumbledore's army. but the And the rule of requirement will create a cabinet that could allow evil things to come in. But, like, the room... Like, for each movie, it's, like, convenient... It doesn't like it doesn't the 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 lore of it is not consistent. It's just it does whatever the plot needs it to do. I mean, yes, <laughs> it's a plot device essentially. It bothers me. It bothers me because he could have put that cabinet anywhere. That's true. He could have. I mean, but he's going to put it in the room of requirement, I guess, because his thought is that no one else is going to find it. No one else is going to stumble upon it. He probably, he probably was thinking like I did, where the room of requirement is personalized. Because in the last movie, right. it sort of was, but in this movie, it's not. So I think he probably got fooled by the last movie, just like I did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, that bothers me, because I was like, okay, are they going to hide the... They're probably going to hide the book in the cabinet, right? But then they didn't, did they? Or that never well, came no, back. No, no, no. She hid it. Jenny's like, close your eyes. And I then, don't understand why they, they didn't, like, just destroy it, I guess, you know? I like, didn't understand that either. Like, they had to hide it. And why did they have to hide it? Because, like... Well, she's like, no one else can find it. And I'm like, but if people can get in here, Jenny, then someone could find yeah, it. Yeah, anybody could find it. Like, just destroy just, it. Like, set it on fire, you know? Right. Yeah. Destroy it. <laughs> it's Isildur. Set it on fire. If so, you love something, set it on fire. <laughs> it's from Bob's Burgers. So I just... Every now and then I get that song stuck in my head. If you love something, set it on fire. <laughs> But, like, one of the lines is, like, the guy's just, like, if you love something, set it on fire. And so, like, walk around and be, like, 
if you love something, set it on fire. <laughs> but that episode, like, I know I'm going on a tangent. That episode always stressed me out because it's about like their co- their their old like couches like falling apart. And I had like that shitty couch, remember that was like totally broken, and I hated it. And so I got this. I mean, it was a hand me down. It's like a it's a it was an older couch than the one I had, but I you know it it, it does what it, it I love it anyway. And uh, so every time I watch that episode, I'm like, I'm like, you gave them your new couch that you just bought so they could set it on fire so you could have your old gross couch. I was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> just always that episode always really bugged me. Yeah, that does sound weird. I don't it was, uh, yeah. you know, the Belchers. What can I say? <laughs> They're just, I love them, but. Yeah, so I don't, I was he, did they want to hide the book because Harry was becoming obsessed with it? Is that the issue? I think it was, well, first of all, there was like, a, he almost killed Draco with the Sectum Sempra. Yeah. Um, which I remember it in the book as being a slash across his face, not across his body. I don't know if my memory is right or not, um, but um I think that what it, it probably was was that that really scared him or them, and they were like, "We can't." Even, that makes sense. Like no, we can't. Even, like we don't know who the half blood prince is. It could have been Tom Riddle. Tom Riddle's technically half blood. You know, I mean, I was thinking it was Tom Riddle the whole time, and I was like, "How is Harry fooled by this? Why doesn't he think it's Tom Riddle?" Right. Right. Yeah. But um, and it wasn't, and I was <laughs> shocked that it was Snape. Yeah. Yeah. I was curious as to I what actually, you were thinking about that. I was shocked because I was like. Oh my gosh! Snape's the half blood, half blood prince. He is. And then right after that, so there's this part where he's like, "Yeah, Harry, I'm the half blood prince." And then he just walks away, and that was that. And I was like, "Surely this does this come back? Do we find um, out why he calls himself the half blood prince?" I don't. Rem- oh, I don't. No. I don't. Th- I oh, don't no. remember. It might have been in the there's book. There's a whole movie called The Half Blood Prince, and we never find out. <laughs> Why he calls himself that? He, it might have been in the book, but honestly, I don't remember. Okay, that's no excuse, because the filmmakers should have been like, gee, should we maybe explain the title of the movie? <laughs> no, no never. that bothers me, too. Oh, my gosh. It's like the Goblet of Fire. Where's the Goblet of Fire? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. What if the Goblet of Fire had no Goblet of Fire? What if it was a Goblet of Water instead? I mean, were we going to do that? We just douse that fire with water? Yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> There's double goblets. Don't put your name in the wrong goblet, Double Mary. goblets. Did you put your name in the goblet of my eye? <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so I was a little bit shocked to find out that Snape was the Half-Blood Prince and that book full of copious notes and like very meticulous notes and stuff was... Well, and then he says like, oh, you're trying to use my own my own curse or whatever when right. he gets Draco. And, but it's still, that didn't stand out to me. Like I didn't put together that Snape would be the person whose book that right, was. Right, But I do, I am annoyed that like he had this big reveal at the end where he's like, that's right. I'm the Half Blood Prince. It was me the whole time. And then, what do nothing. you mean, Snape? And you're not going to explain nothing. your evil plan for twenty minutes? <laughs> like nothing at all. Did you Did you ever see the movie Down with Love? Yes, a long time ago. <laughs> do you remember like the last scene where she's like explaining like how she knew everything oh, was going to yeah. happen? I remember being like bullshit you have no idea how people are gonna react in this situation it just happened to work out like that just it was it was like the movie was written by jk rowling or something <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> 
Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, it might, like, I could, uh, let's see, I could look into it a little bit. My notes say, Snape is half-blood prince, question mark, why, question mark? (laughs) So, if anyone could explain it, or if you're looking through the book right now. Oh, here we go, okay. Snape was a half-blood born to a muggle father named Tobias Snape and a witch mother named Eileen Prince. At some point during his school years, he decided to reject his father's name entirely, giving himself the moniker the Half-Blood Prince with his mother's maiden name instead. Oh, you know, I don't know why he didn't just tell Harry that. Listen, Harry, I rejected my dad. (laughs) I I didn't like my father. Snape, why are you breathing so heavily? <laughs> Professor. And that's why I call myself Half-Blood Prince. And that turned to page 394. <laughs> Half-Blood Princess, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's, okay. So the thing, the whole thing is supposed to be what you may call a foil, because we're supposed to think that it's, we're supposed to think that it's uh, Tom Riddle, but the riddle is that it's Snape. And <laughs> <Yes>. So... <laughs> It's been Snape the whole time. <laughs> okay. Voldemort actually isn't the bad guy. It's Snape. No, I'm kidding. That's you'll see. I'm I'm actually you you already know that he's the bad guy. The Voldemort Voldy, as some of us like to call him. Which I appear to have like now developed a crush on Ray Fiend, so I don't know how that happened. Not because of Voldemort, but because of the King's Man. I was like, oh, did you ever yes. see the chum scrubber? Lando Oxford. <laughs> what chum scrubber? Yeah. Is it a movie? Yes. No, I've never. He's in it and he plays like kind of a good crazy guy. Is like a, a good like like half cocked sort of guy. Kind of like in a bigger splash. Yes. Yeah. He I, was good in that. Yeah. Okay. I liked him in that too. So um, something that I also have a question about is how like Harry is suspicious of Draco because he saw him in, like, Borgen Burks, and he's like, something weird is happening, and so he has this, like, suspicion about about him the whole time, and then, and so on and so forth, and then at Christmas time, he's, like, trying to tell people, like, listen, Draco is part of this, and everybody's like, nah, Harry, you don't know what you're talking about, and I was like, guys, 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 Draco's dad is on the run because he's a Death Eater. Oh, he's an Azkaban. He's an a- Draco's yeah. dad is an Azkaban because he's a Death Eater. Yeah, because I said that in the in the, okay. the like newspaper in the beginning. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. I recall it now. And why are you just like acting like Harry doesn't know what he's talking? Why is everybody acting like Harry is clueless? In the last movie, it bothered me because nobody included him. And in this movie, he knows what's going on. And they're like, no, Harry, come on. Don't be an ass. Get your head out of your ass. Harry, you're being a real dick right now. (laughs) How dare you? Draco is a treasure. And we will never tolerate this talk. He's a national treasure, okay? (laughs) So I just don't don't get it. I don't understand why everyone's like, nah, man, Draco's cool. Let's not. I don't know. I I think it's... um, I don't know. Maybe it's just denial. People don't want to believe it, you know. But you keep saying that. But at this point, I, I feel bad for them because I mean, all this stuff is happening. Like, 
Right. Denial. They're, they're, and plus, this is like the it's order of the Phoenix. not just a river in Egypt. Yeah. And this is the order of the Phoenix. So they shouldn't be in denial. If no, anyone the shouldn't. half-blood prince. Well, no. I mean, like, like Lupin and Tonks. And, oh, and oh, right, 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 right. Like, Papa Weasley, we're all talking. Oh, oh, you mean like, okay, I thought you meant the book. I, I get you At mean Christmas. like the actual, like. What did you I, think I meant? I thought you meant the book instead of the actual order. Oh. But that makes more sense now. I get it. Okay. <laughs> I was like, no, we're watching the Half Blood Prince. <laughs> we just went over this. Like, <laughs> like I was literally, I was seriously like, I, I understand. Are what you, you meant, confused about no, that? Like, <laughs> I understand what you meant now, but at the time, I was like, don't try to deflect by just saying words. I'm trying to talk about the movie. Okay. Last time, last time we recorded, there was like some incidents before we started talking, and neither of us can remember. But she was like asking me a question, and I was like getting confused by what she was asking. And she goes, "No, no, no! I'm not trying to do a who's on first thing. I'm really asking you." What. And neither of us can remember I can't, what happened for the life of me. I can't remember what we were talking about, but it was really funny. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those things that's gonna forever be an infamy in our brains yeah who's on first so we don't remember yeah but Uh, anyway so so yeah so that bothers me because you you would think that they'd be like hold on wait a tick maybe harry knows what he's talking about because draco's dad is real close to voldemort right 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 yeah well and like we can't forget that narcissa black is bellatrix's sister yeah yeah (laughs) and i i really liked that scene at the beginning well narcissa malfoy i keep calling her narcissa black but i mean that is her name it's just her maiden name but anyway yeah i i liked at the beginning when they went to snape's house and they were just like creeping around and then they made him do the unbreakable bond or whatever the unbreakable unbreakable vow vow. Mm -hmm. and i was thinking the whole time i was like is this real or is he playing them and i and and that's the amount of engagement that my brain had in this movie was like more than any of the other movies oh good because of the fact yeah i mean the fourth one was just like straight up entertaining yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and it was like i've said before like self-contained it was, like, entertainingly and it was, devastating yeah well yeah I, <laughs> you know you know me uh and so i just love like, that devastation <laughs> i liked how this one was like activating my like spidey sense mm-hmm. and i was like this is a mystery and i am excited to solve it and that was a weird feeling um interesting so that was fun because i still don't know if snape and dumbledore have something planned or if snape is truly evil because you've said like snape isn't a great guy but i mean there's like morally ambiguous characters and i was i've always sort of thought maybe he's, he's morally he's ambiguous definitely, he's not, definitely like, morally, evil. yeah he's definitely morally ambiguous yeah, for sure so yeah. so i'm 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 interested to see what happens with him and i hope that he tells us why he's the half-blood prince because he doesn't know that we have google so <laughs> so anyway None of this. No, no, we have Google. We have the Goog. But I did like how Slughorn would always tell Harry not to say Voldemort's name because mm-hmm. in the beginning of the movies, they make a big whoop about like him we don't speak of. But, you know, like Harry just says the name so freely and then it becomes sort of like, let's that just is, say the name. So I like that. It is Slughorn. kind of an ongoing theme actually in the books where people are like, oh, don't say the name oh, okay. and because it like gives him power. But I think there's actually not enough because he still hasn't. <laughs> done anything (laughs) (laughs) right i think that there is um i think that there oh no did i just lose my train of thought i think i did shit you were talking about how it's a bigger theme in the books that they can't say yeah i think that there is something where you know it might not be until the seventh 
I feel like it's not though. Well, there's something where there's like a connection between the two, um, where like if he says his name, then Voldemort can sense that he says it, or and I can't oh. remember. Yeah, and hmm. then like it'll make his scar hurt. Um, oh, yeah, but I don't. They didn't really. I forgot that, that he has a scar. That's yeah. how little they've talked about it in the last couple. Of movies. Yeah, they don't really like. It's not very yeah. prominent in the other ones. I think it's ones. like the makeup team was just like again. <laughs> I know. Jeez. Oh, well, and and they don't really show it, but in the books, he's always like tamping down his hair to co- to hide the scar. Oh, really? Yeah, because he's like he's like very self-conscious about it because people look at the scar and they go, oh, you're Harry Potter? And he's like, oh my God, yeah, I'm Harry Potter, okay? Like, yeah. be the Dark Lord, blah, 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 whatever. Like, <laughs> get over <laughs> it. It's like, I'm just traumatized. Would you leave me alone, please? I'm just but, a boy. I'm just a boy and my life is a nightmare. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I liked when they were, when they were at uh, uh, Diagon Alley. Diagon Alley. Diagon Alley. <laughs> Diagon Alley. I can't even say Dog it as badly as he did. Diagonally. Diagonally. Uh, I liked when they were there, and uh, there's a scene that, okay, I'm saying I liked it, but I actually didn't like it because I thought it was really corny. So there's a scene <laughs> where they're in, like, the, the remains, like the guts of Ollivander's shop. Uh-huh. And, and then Ron says, Is it me? Oh, does Draco and his mom look like people who don't want to be followed? And then the camera slowly pans over and Draco and his mom are like looking over their shoulders like 15 times each. That's hyperbolic. Like three times each. Right. And then they go down the the, the alley to like Nocturne Alley. And I was like, I don't understand why they went down. They're the worst evil people ever like just walk <laughs> right. down it like what it was like they had to wait like no mom we have to wait for somebody to notice us before we can look like we don't want to be noticed and right right so i thought that that was pretty stupid because i thought they could have just as easily had them been like hey look draco and his mom just went down nocturne alley and then they follow him but instead right. it's like it's like Is the it most just me <laughs> conspicuous acting that i've ever seen and and so I thought that was pretty yeah. cheesy. Um, that one didn't bother me as much, but I could understand why. Um, I just want to say one other note before I forgot. So Lavender Brown, who's, you know, Juan Juan, <laughs> yeah. um, is actually black in the other films. So they cast a white actress for that role, which is kind of really? How do How do we know that? Because you can see her in the other films and she's black. They call her Lavender? Yeah, Lavender. <gasps> yeah. Really? And I wonder if that was like a racially motivated reason to change the actress. Well, I can't think of any other reason. I know. I mean, like, it's like echoes of the bodyguard. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people really bothered by that. Yeah. Wow. I know. It bothered me, too. I'm like, she can't. Like even so, if you can't have the same actress, so what? Just cast someone different. It's not like anyone's going to notice. But don't cast like. A, a white, white girl, girl when she's been yeah black this entire time like that's just like that's weird yeah that's it makes me think it's racially motivated up. how come i never i feel like if that happened now people would make a really big deal out of it how come i've never heard that like this i don't know that's really strange yeah yeah uh, yeah <laughs> i know yeah like it's it what like why would it matter you know what i mean like it yeah Yikes. Anyway. That's mm. bad. That's I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 
coming back from that. He just wants to be part of the conversation. Oh, the cat is here. The cat keeps coming around and he's just, he just, oh, he's, he's getting his food soon. I thought the necklace part was legitimately creepy. Oh, which one? Which necklace? The, oh, yeah, there's two. Um, the, <laughs> the first Katie one. The Katie Bell one? Yeah, the Katie Bell one. Yeah, like, that was if creepy. I was, if I saw that as a child, that probably would have given me nightmares. The oh, way her oh. body was like unnaturally moving around well, and then she's raising like, up into the yeah, air like, and she's like in like a christ like yeah, like pose that was creepy. yeah i mean yeah mm-hmm. that was um i remember that scene too actually the so the scene later where okay so wait okay so harry was like totally right the the entire time that draco had something to do with and it yet nobody and believed he, him yeah and he like he didn't have proof but he his instincts were like spot on and like he said that to mcgonagall he was like listen draco had something to do with it and mcgonagall's like or was it mcgonagall yeah she's like that's a serious accusation and i I understand where she's coming from too because you can't just like pull someone in for like a feeling you know um (laughs) not even at magic school which surprises me no you think that i mean if you're a cop you can in real life but (laughs) Jeez. that's yeah sorry Yikes. that was like i have a lot of feelings about the cops and not many of them are very good anyway um so uh yeah but like he was spot on about that because then you know he like he talks to katie bell later and he's like hey katie how are you and she's oh there's his robot his robot <laughs> food. Got food finally he's ran over there he's finally i get to eat um yeah so he goes to talk to katie bell after she's you know been released from the hospital and everything and and he's like you know like what happened do you remember anything and she's just like i i don't know i don't know who cursed me i don't know who did it and then draco walks in and he sees katie bell and he like like goes the other way yeah he like immediately turns around and is like nope and um and that's, I think, really, like, solidified in Harry's mind, like, oh, this guy is sus as fuck. Like, he is definitely yeah. shady. Yeah, and, and he was right. He was right the whole time, you know? And he's been right about a lot of things, you know? The kid is, like, Harry should not be underestimated, you know? Yeah, I don't, I feel like it just sort of ebbs and flows when they want the to prolong, like, when the plot needs to be prolonged or something. Because I'm like, why wouldn't you believe this kid who's right. around Draco every day? who's seen things well and draco's parents are in yeah line with like it's, everyone know i'm sure everyone knows at this point that lucius is in azkaban yeah for being associated with voldemort like right. so it's it's like at, at this point you know i actually i'm this reminds me i forgot to tell you last last time but when when um the ending of the fifth one happened and and fudge sees Voldemort and he goes oh he is back I was like yeah I was like you can't motherfucking deny it now motherfucker now fucking can you <laughs> and I was like fuck you fudge you fucking asshole <laughs> and I was it was so satisfying <laughs> honestly I was just like yes fuck you fudge y'all fucking piece of shit <laughs> it's like fudge was like that m&m's commercial where they like fainted because they saw santa and then santa fainted real. because it's all, real. if Voldemort was santa yeah. like fudge is the m&m yeah yeah that's yeah what, exactly that's what it's like yeah it's except for like way darker and with a lot more death and murder mm-hmm. yeah but 
Same. What M&M's commercial isn't filled with death and murder, I mean, honestly? Well, honestly, <laughs> we're supposed to eat them. <sighs> yeah. So that's M&M's. Yeah, Sounds I love delicious. M&M's. Uh, so, yeah, I... Um, what were you saying? Oh, um... So about the necklace. Oh, yeah. So the necklace. But then at the end, when when he goes with... I thought that the scene where he was, like, force-feeding Dumbledore the potion, and then they got the horcrux, I thought that was... It was pretty intense. It wasn't... I mean, it, it was... It didn't, like, really affect me when Dumbledore was, like, begging, like, I don't want to do it anymore. I was like, Dumbledore, I know that this is going to work out, so let's just cut to the chase. Like, it didn't, it, I wasn't, like, right. affected by it. But for a kid's movie, it was intense enough. Like, if I look at yeah. it through the lens of a kid's movie, sure. Right, but A right. movie, like, for people our age, I'm like, eh. Yeah, I mean, if you see, if you think about it, seeing it, like, um, like, 20 years ago or whatever... You yeah. know, when I was 16. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Okay. <laughs> How old are you again? Are you three years older than me? Or? Yeah, I'm 37. You're 37. Okay. I'm 37. Okay. I'm not Okay, old. so you're like two and a half years older than me, pretty much. Sure. Like, give or take a couple months. My name's Dennis. <laughs> I don't understand that reference. Somebody does. <laughs> anyway. Um, Come and so- see the violence inherent in the system. <laughs> So I think it was like 2003 this movie came out or something. Yeah, I was graduating high school. Yeah, so you were, yeah, like yeah, 20 I years ago. I would have been really scared. <laughs> I just was so scared. <laughs> anyway, I keep interrupting you. Please keep going. Um, I remember that scene being very creepy when I first saw it. But I actually kind of had the same reaction you did. About so I remember uh, the scene where those like creatures are calling out of the water. I remember them looking human. And so I was really disappointed that they looked super CGI. Yeah. Because I always equated that scene or like in my mind, like always reminded me of the scene in um, Lord of the Rings when they're gu- walking through the bog and you can yeah. see the submerged bodies. Don't look at the one. Yeah. And I think it was more it was scarier in the book but because you're picturing it the way you want to picture it of course so i was kind of bummed when i realized that they were like these cgi creatures that really didn't look real and i was like and that like and it was funny because as i was watching that scene i was like i had like my my um my blanket like up to my nose because i knew it was like a creepy scene and i was like and afterward i was like oh (laughs) yeah disappointed so i think again when I was a teenager, I was in I was in um, high school. So like, yeah, of course, that's creepy. And also like CGI was, you know, at that time was considered do- good. Obviously, it's a lot of things have changed. But I think that they shouldn't have even used CGI for that. I think they, they could have just used, used real people. That And that bothered yeah. me. Yeah. Because I thought <laughs> the scene looking up from under the water where you see like a human hand. Yeah. I thought that was pretty creepy. And I right. was like, oh, is, I thought Voldemort was going to come out because I was like, oh, this is a really intense scene. And, and Dumbledore, Dumbledore is like, oh, he's going to hide. He's going to have charms on his hiding place. And then he, he said something so ridiculous. He was like, he cuts his hand. And he's like, 
Harry, you have to make a sacrifice that will make somebody weaker coming in. And I was like, Dumbledore, you just cut your hand. <laughs> I know. I actually thought the same thing. Like, this he was is like, not, I was like, this isn't going to make you weaker. This isn't something that's like you're going to faint or something. And like, it's this isn't like, like, I have to cut um, an artery yeah. and I'll bleed out within moments. Right. Like, <laughs> if we if we don't put a tourniquet on, I'm going to die. He's just, he just cut his hand like they were doing like Blood Brother, like two kids in the 1940s. I know. You I, know. Know. I know. So that bothered me. But then... I really liked, yeah, like the scene under the water where you see the hand and I was like, oh, Voldemort's going to come. And then, and then, but yeah, when he was like force feeding him, I think, like you said, if I was a a kid, that 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 scene would probably affect me more. But as an adult, I was like, eh. Also, like, I'm very impressed that Harry was able to get every last drop of liquid with that weird, like, oyster cup. Because I don't think that that would happen. (laughs) I know, I was thinking that too. I I wanted to see a shot of him, like, trying to tilt that stone (laughs) so he could get the last drop. (laughs) Right? Like, I know. I know. And, and, yeah. And then when, when Dumbledore was like, water, Harry, I was like, Dumbledore might die. Right. But then he didn't die. No. Until they got and back. And then he died later. And then he died. <laughs> he was mur- murdered. <laughs> like but you're like, but he didn't die until later. And then he died. And then he died. But so I just, I thought that the, that I had to put on my like child goggles and then I could maybe, that scene right. maybe was done well enough. But yeah. 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 And then I was disappointed that after all that, what a swerve it was fake like the horcrux was I know. real or was replaced by somebody named rab and i don't is that a character that we've met already uh i can't think kind of, of like, kind uh, of okay well i mean not physically but he have been introduced <laughs> kind of kind of i'm just gonna say kind of yes hmm. well now i'm I still don't know. Do you want I'm, me to tell you who it is? is it's it, not really is that big it, Okay, of a yeah, tell me. It's it's uh, Sirius's brother, Regulus. Oh. Yeah. I would never have guessed that, obviously, because yeah. I just found out he had a brother in this. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. So, so he took the actual Horcrux and put, like, a fake one in its place. Yeah. Yeah. So he drank all that potion and then put, like, his own potion there? Because I was like, who would put, like, so. evil potion there again? Why wouldn't you just fill it with water? Yeah, I don't... I don't understand. Unless Dumbledore was just being a drama queen. <laughs> it was fake. It was Kool-Aid. Well, you might not like him. <laughs> what was it? What, you might not like him. Uh, um, what is uh, uh, Shacklebolt set? Or Kingsley? Kingsley, Kingsley Shacklebolt? He says to Fudge, it's like in the fourth oh. and he's like, well, you may not like him, but you have to admit that Dumbledore's got style. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the fourth one, right? He said that? Yeah. When? Kingsley Shacklebolt. Who's He's that? like a d- big, tall black dude. He was like working with Fudge. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was when, fifth, it was when the he fifth disappears with the yeah, fo- with with Fox. The yeah, the, fo- the okay. fifth one. That's right. That was the fifth one. Yeah. I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. That took me a while because I didn't know his name was Kingsley Shacklefo- yeah. Shacklebolt. Shacklebolt. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just like that. It was just <laughs> like know, that. Yeah. It was, you could see the sim- no i don't know um yeah i so i don't know i i think that i don't really my guess is that it was probably to delay voldemort in some way to put the the potion back in there but honestly does voldemort have to drink that 
No, he's not going to drink that. He's going to make someone else drink it. But, or oh, so he, he probably has a way to get rid of the so, potion. You so know? Voldemort has to co- collect all of his horcruxes? Um, I mean, no. He's going to keep them, like, he's going to keep them hidden. So why would that guy put... A fake one back? Yeah. And put fake potion and everything if it I has honestly, no bearing I don't on know. what happens. I don't get it. Like, that doesn't make sense. Because I would have just, just taken it. You know, well, that's and, the like, idea. Not yeah, any, you not just take anything. It. Yeah, like because why? And then why would he leave that like elaborate note? See, this is all just like orchestrated by an author and everything, as I know. But it that that bothers me because that's now become nonsensical. I don't really. I they don't, maybe they explain it more in the book, but that's still might. not a good way to make a movie. You know? No, I know. Uh, yeah, I. I mean, I don't know. It's. I think that. Because I think Regulus is dead. I think they say it, right? Because he's never, like, physically introduced. But um, what my guess is that he he died trying to stop Voldemort. And I might be making that up, but I'm not sure. Anyway, so I don't know. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Hmm. More questions. More questions. More questions. How was the ring destroyed? Before you say it was thrown into Mount Doom, we're talking about <laughs> Harry Potter. But he, like, the ring the was ring. sitting there. Like, so the ring was, the ring is a horcrux. Right. It's not destroyed. The ring? Yeah. Remember, he, like, had the ring and he had the diary. And his hand was all, like, burned, like, charred. Like, he oh, had I tried. don't think it was destroyed. It wasn't destroyed. No. Okay. Because he couldn't figure out how to destroy okay, it. That's, that's why he, was, he injured himself it, yeah, doing it. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. wondering. Okay, so the ring is still there. I can't, like, cannot. It the was like, book the is ring. destroyed. The book, the book is, is destroyed. destroyed. So that and horcrux then the is little destroyed. weird, like, locket thing is fake. Well, we we don't know if that one's destroyed. But the, the one that he found was fake. Right, right. And there's seven of them? There's seven of seven them. Seven horcruxes. Yeah. So we have two. We have two. So yeah. the next movie is about finding the other five. Right. And Harry decides to take like a sabbatical from Hogwarts so he could find them, I guess. Yeah. I, I love, though, that that Hermione's always like, Harry, don't be stupid. We're here with you the entire time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've always she's just like like her and Ron are very loyal and they're like, mm-hmm. they're not going to let they're not going to let Harry fight on his own, you know? And, um, I don't know. I love, I just love this whole series. I I enjoyed, I enjoyed the scene in Slughorn's class when he was offering the liquid luck, the liquid luck and Hermione was just like, getting more and more stressed out like she couldn't and then her hair like exploded to yeah, like three her, times hair, her hair was like her hair was like movie one hair at the end and i was like hermione she was like uh monica so from friends yes. when they were in the caribbean yes. she's like it's the humidity honestly though same <laughs> that's what happens to my hair too um but she like looks so stressed and so annoyed that she didn't win it because she's such a perfectionist that yeah. she can't like bear to let anyone else mm-hmm. you know and uh and <laughs> just it's so great yeah I, I liked that the twins have their own little shoppy of like right weird things i know and um happy. i thought it was pretty sad that the weasley's house burned like bellatrix lit the weasley's house on fire i know and i thought i was like for a second i was like oh my gosh is ron's mom gonna die but she was out thank god yeah and i was 
happy about that, of course, but it was a sad I, scene. I didn't realize that she was in Mamma Mia. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she is. one of the friends, yeah. Yeah, wow. Because I was looking her up, and I was like, Julie Walters, and I was looking at her picture, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, and I kind of like, I like never put two and two together even when i was watching mamma mia in the movie like and i've seen it a couple times yeah. you know because don't scars guards in it but anyway um <laughs> my real celebrity <laughs> crush after voldemort my my real weird celebrity crush he's so old and he looks old and it's weird and i just don't and it's so her, their house and hagrid's it's been burned like a down good four years dude and it's still going strong. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Sure. I mean, true love knows no bounds. Oh. So I, it was sad that both of the houses, oh, no. like, I really got sad about Hagrid's house. And I was afraid Hagrid was going to die. I forgot that. I, I couldn't remember if he was, like, in there or not. But I didn't even remember them setting it on fire. I, I really remembered hardly anything from Jeez. this book. Yeah. yeah. And it did. It looked like Malfoy stomped Harry's face in the train. Yeah. And oh, I was he, like. He definitely broke his nose. You could what? see, like, a massive bump there. He, like, bump killed there. him. Like, he could, killed him. Oh, yeah. And then he covers him up with his invisibility cloak. And he's like, have a good trip back to London. Such a piece of shit. But then how did Luna find him? She had the glasses on and she could see the little, she says he was like, it wasn't Nargles. It was rack yeah, spurts. She yeah, she said something. Like, oh, okay. She's like, oh, you have rack spurts around I you. Because she could see these little like floating. And then like, she fixed lit. his nose. Why yeah. can't they be boyfriend and girlfriend? I know. <laughs> that's, the real, that's the real tragedy of this it whole is. series is that Harry and Luna couldn't be boyfriend and girlfriend. I, they would be so cute together. Like, and they have so much chemistry and like... She saved his life. It would just be like a sweet, like just a loving, gentle romance. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's what Harry needs. You know, he needs someone that's calm. That's, you know, like maybe a little weird, but you know, she's... <laughs> She's weird in the best way. You know, Luna's... I love Luna. I love Luna so much. She's definitely one of my favorites. She's like, I just love her. (laughs) Mike sent me a photo right before we were were recording of her dresses like the gryffindor lion <laughs> she's not in gryffindor why was she dressed as the lion she was rooting for them that was such a weird <laughs> costume i know it's like her true colors coming she's, out she's so she's just the best i lady. thought it was i thought it was uh, interesting when hermione used magic to help ron do better oh well, yeah that, well, the actually, like, charm. she did it to the other guy so he would mess McLaggen, up she yeah. didn't like technically do anything to ron mclagan was so creepy he Ugh. was <laughs> I actually, like, I thought it was kind of funny the way he's like, you want to introduce me to your friend Granger up there so I can get on a first name basis with her? And I was like, that's a bad line because you know her first name. <laughs> I know. what When he said that, I went, ew! <laughs> he's like, like, he's cute. Freddie Freddy Stroma is his name. Um, I actually own one of his other movies that he's in. He was in um, After the Dark. Remember, didn't you see that one? I think it, uh, you maybe have said that one. It's like about the students that are talking about like the yeah, post-apocalyptic thing. Okay. Yeah, yes, yeah. you showed it to me. Yeah, it's yeah. Like James Darcy. I thought I recognized him from something. Maybe that's what it was because yeah. I couldn't place it and I didn't look it up. But he, his character was cute. In was that, he but the he character like, where him and the girl were having like a that like really sunny love scene? In no, the beginning? no, no, no. That was that's a different. Oh, okay, because no. I was like, no, he ended up being gay. Actually, he ended up coming out because they were talking about like, like the chances of someone being gay in the classroom or something and he's like well 
I am. Oh, and they're like, okay. oh, okay. And so. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. But I, I mean, I remember it vaguely, but I don't, I wouldn't have remembered that that yeah. was him. I, I specifically forgot that he was I in Harry Potter. His so. face was familiar. Yeah. <laughs> but if anyone wants to see that one, it's with James Darcy. It's called After the Dark. It's a great movie. It's, oh, did you like it? Yeah, it was interesting. What the love scene really stood out to me because I thought the lighting in that scene in the it's a, it's like the first scene it's of the, the movie, first scene, yeah. And I thought the lighting of it on that scene was really beautiful, and yeah. I was and I was like disappointed that they were high school students because I was like, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird. I, well, no, not that high school students can't have sex. That's not what I mean. I just was like, oh, they have to like go home to their parents now <laughs> after that like really like i don't well, know like, they, the lighting they were, was... they were like in dorms because they were oh. in jakarta yeah well anyway i thought that scene was was really like very like the lighting I, it was very beautiful. it stayed in yeah. my mind yeah the movie is interesting yeah I, but yeah that scene is the one that it's definitely i think one of the more unique movies i've seen it's it's uh it's unusually told but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's unique yeah. yeah i really like james darcy too it's like a like the whole movie's like a trolley problem basically yeah yeah essentially it's mm-hmm. yeah it's inter- it's definitely like more of like a philosophical debate yeah. it's it's a good movie it is it's yeah. interesting it gets your brain I think working it's called i think it's called something else in different countries oh, okay so i'm not sure if i'm not even sure if the american version is after the dark it could be something different so but anyway james darcy check it out you know um freddie strom is in it oh and actually jenny from harry is also in it too really yeah geez she yeah. must have been just a kid like and, no she's she's like an adult yeah oh, she's like in okay. her probably like late teens well it's still oh around teen. the time of harry potter yeah <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For I some reason, I, I, I was, was like, made in the in like the early uh, 2010s. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. And I was thinking um, it was older than that. George Blagden's in it too. I don't know if you remember him. I think he's just a cutie. He was in um, Lame as a Rob. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I yeah. Think. He yeah. was him and um, there was like I really I did not like Lame as a Rob, um, and I was <laughs> first of all I could not take. Russell Crowe seriously and every time he came on the screen I'd start laughing like sure. I legitimately was like amused but um Grant Hare that was his character's name or uh, I think it was his character's name and then there was another guy and that, the other guy was played by Aaron Tavet and um like this blonde curly haired dude and they were like the ABC cafe boys and I was like I loved their storyline and I didn't care anything else about any like and I liked um Actually, that was the movie where I really started liking Eddie Redmayne. Like, before, I was like, no, I don't like Eddie Redmayne. But then after I watched that, I was like, okay, so I'm a fan of Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> and, uh, but um, I, I, there's another... I know we're kind of going off topic here, but um, I had seen a video, or it was a tryout for... Um, like Britain's Got Talent and this guy sings a song. It was a guy that was like a pizza guy and he came on and he sang a song from Les Miserables and it was so good and it was so emotional and so well done and I was like wow I can't wait to see Hugh Jackman sing this song and I just remember being like oh <laughs> just being really disappointed at his like everything about that movie and and just thinking like you know that dude that was singing in Britain's Got Talent would have been way better in this role than <laughs> yeah. Hugh Jackman. Not that I don't like Hugh Jackman. I think he's a very talented actor and I enjoy his stuff. But um, I just don't like as as far as his movies where he's singing and dancing, I've never liked any of them. I mean, I didn't like The Greatest Showman. I thought it was stupid. 
I like I like the music and I like the choreography. I will say that I thought the music was great. Choreography was super fun, but the rest I was like, I no, <laughs> no thanks. I'm good. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So anyway, went off a bit off topic. <laughs> yeah, no, just a little bit. No, yeah. So and I didn't like that. I did not like the dead spider. Yeah, no. How did he die? Just natural causes, or was he murdered? My guess is that he probably knew he was dying, and he came to Hagrid to say goodbye, and then he died. Oh, okay. So yeah. it wasn't like like it wasn't no. It was like, like natural something. death because okay. he was really because he was old. He was old. Yeah, I was yeah. just wondering if I was like, oh, is this part of like the Voldemort thing, or is no. this just okay? No, it's just part of. Um, the Felix Felicis. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that that potion makes you just like grin like an idiot the whole time. <laughs> he seemed like he was drunk. I wish that he had walked around like Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man when he was <laughs> the like. The third one? Yeah. Like that would have been more believable. Like I, it was, it was, his behavior was so ridiculous because I was like, it just makes you succeed. It doesn't, like, right. it doesn't well, need he, to change he your. He almost acted like he was drunk. You yeah. Know? Like he like, he looked like someone who had just smoked a little bit too much pot and was wandering around going, <laughs> what's up and i was like okay i mean i didn't really understand why he acted like that either but i also i also kind of like that he was so easygoing you know but um i just thought it was funny that he's like i'm gonna go visit hagrid and and hermione's like um no and and he's like no 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 this is gonna work out this is gonna this is gonna be good i'm gonna go do it i'm see you guys later and she's like Hey, I guess that plan that we had is just out the window, but I mean, but then it worked out. So it did. I don't know? know how he knew to visit Hagrid. Yeah, like I, the potion. I, I guess sees the future too, or something. I I think it's just like a gut feeling, you know. Sure. So and which nobody believed. You know, I mean, I wish I knew how believed. to brew Felix Felicis because I would brew that shit <laughs> all the time. I'd be like everything. I'd be like, I need to go to the store. <laughs> <laughs> no Just i would say but for special it. occasions but yeah. um, for special occasions for like you know like job interviews and <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> whatever <laughs> going to the blood bank i don't know why i said that that's not that's you can just <laughs> i don't know going but, to the blood bank i don't know <laughs> That sounds like a like a. Uh, I was thinking of maybe I'm a vampire. Oh, <laughs> oh, so it's like a buffet. I'm going to the blood bank to get some blood mm. for my tum tum for dinner for my tum. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that gross cold blood. Okay, I'm perplexed why there's not as much John Williams in this movie, and I'm wondering. I was gonna look up what happened, but I didn't. But I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Was he? Did he do the? I don't know why they would establish such a strong like series of theme music and they play the theme lightly but like they don't it's not like they used to so i was like did john williams like bow out let's see it says he had prior commitments to other films oh okay and um he only scored the first three films but motifs he created were incorporated into later scores oh, okay. in particular hedwig's theme which can be heard in all eight films as well as this podcast oh. so but yeah so it looks like he just had prior commitments so he couldn't do the other movies but yeah i didn't I, I didn't really notice the music like the way you I did so did because I, it was just like i was like what john williams like it's like you have john williams do your music and then you just have joe blow do your music i'm sure it's some it's not joe just blow. some random like what you just get some <laughs> random guy off the street instead of the the indelible no that doesn't really work because it's more like ink based whatever the immortal 
John Williams. I don't know. Exactly. I'm like in a really weird mood. Today. Yeah. So anyway, I was I was a little bit disappointed <laughs> that now the the music seems a lot more generic now, and that isn't my favorite. But yeah, I can understand that. Especially I, like I didn't even notice. To the, be honest, like Harry Potter is such an iconic theme. Like the yeah. the, the, mu- the music in the first few, it like sets the tone for the rest oh, of the movie. Super so like, iconic. Yeah. Why would you change it? But anyway, yeah, I I didn't even I didn't even notice that. But I'm sure that now that I'll watch the the other two, I'll be like, oh yeah, the music's not as good. Yeah, because mm-hmm. John Williams is great. I mean, he's like the amount of songs that he has created are like uh, he's a legend i mean he that's you can't yeah. argue it you oh, know yeah, yeah. like so 100 percent um yeah i i i really really like the director david david yates i think he captures the tone really well i think so too i, I mean think from what i mean just how watching it i don't know the books but it right. feels like a he good does tone. he does yeah he does yeah. And, and i i just think he's more i think he's just cleverer and the way that he films things, you know, I think that he takes more of an artistic eye to it. Um, I think that he's probably my first favorite director. And then Alfonso Cuaron is, okay. is, a, is a very, very close second. Like, pretty much, they're, like, pretty much head to head. But, um, yeah, so I, I mean, I could tell immediately when I was watching the fifth one that it was, you know, done by a different person. And I just, like, appreciated the shit out of that because... You know, y'all know how I feel. <laughs> y'all know how I feel. <laughs> oh, I wanted to say, um, <laughs> when, if I was Hermione, when Ron was in the hospital, and oh. he was her <laughs> infirmary, and he was, like, muttering my name, and, like, Lavender came in and was like, Juan, Juan, like, she was super annoying. And um, if I had been Hermione, and... Like he had muttered my name, I would have been like, "What, Ron? Oh, oh Lavender! It it sounds like he he said my name." Mm. <laughs> you know? Or I'd had this little smirk on my face, like mm-hmm. he loves me over you. I mean, what? <laughs> I'm not smiling. I have a tick. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be like super, like mm-hmm. smug. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Like one hand. Yeah, yeah. I did. She'd it was- be like, "I hate you," and I'd be like. <laughs> okay <laughs> i did think it was interesting how hermione decided like has a crush on ron now and he's oblivious and i think that that seems pretty believable pretty realistic you yeah know? ron is I, ron definitely yeah. has moments where you're like ron do i have to hit you in the head with a hammer for you to realize like that you're hitting being hit in the head is, with a hammer like, like come on i can understand why he wouldn't think hermione liked him since she can't keep her hands off harry and she's always having these emotional moments with harry but still i know i yeah. like and then there's like the the scene where dumbledore is asking like if there's anything between yeah. oh, which i thought was kind of weird I that he that was asked weird that. too like, yeah like, he's like is there anything between you and hermione and I was like, what do you want to like gossip? Um, like sit down like girlfriends? Like what's going on? You know what I mean? <laughs> Dumbledore, you're never gonna believe this. Oh my god, Dumbledore yeah. Albus. <laughs> it's crazy. But Hermione and I are friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I did think that that was kind of strange that he he was kind of like He's like, let's dish. Yeah, he's like, let's dish girl. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, so the um, the creatures that were attacking them in the um, 
when they were in the cave are called Inferious. Oh, okay. Or the plural is Inferi. It's a corpse controlled through a dark wizard's spells. An Inferious is not alive, but a dead body that has been bewitched into acting like a puppet for the witch or wizard. This manifests itself as a white mist in the controlled corpse's eyes. They cannot think for themselves. They are... They are created to perform a specific duty assigned by the dark wizard who commands them. And, yeah, basically. So, um, so they definitely could have used, like, a real, like, real people for those. Yeah, they should have used real people, I think. Yeah, because it would have looked so much better. Well, yeah, I I don't understand why they did that. Um, I'm going to see. Oh, there's differences from the book. Oh, I guess. Okay, so I guess that the... The the movie or the book starts out with the Muggle Prime Minister where he's talking about um, the collapse of the Millennium Bridge, but he Yates decided to actually show the collapse, which I oh, I'm yeah. kind of glad that they did that because that was like super scary. Yeah, yeah, like I cannot imagine, you know, being that. Um, like going through that but so they also did not include the background of uh tom riddle with um his mom so i i've told you this before so his mom Morobi Morobi gaunt um was like in a really abusive horrible family and she falls in love with a guy tom riddle and she gives him a love potion, which is probably why they introduced lo- the love potions, because oh. that's an aspect of it. But they didn't include the fact that it's it, well, they said it's not true love. But also, so what Merope did was she was she was giving him this potion over and over again, and they ended up having a baby. They end up having Voldemort, and she starts to believe that Tom Riddle actually loves her like without the potion. So she stops giving it to him. Well, he wakes up you know and and is realizing that he has been raped essentially because that's what happens and or that's what happened and he's just like nope i'm out of here and he takes off and like she pretty much is just horribly depressed and so he's i think that he's given up for adoption or he's given yeah, up, yeah. he was in the foster home right when dumbledore first met him yeah so oh interesting so she i mean it's it did not sound like she was a, a she had a lot of intelligence and you actually like, and I remember reading in the book, just feeling really, really sorry for her because it just sounded like she was in a really terrible situation. She was desperate to get out. I'm not saying what she did was right, but I'm saying that I don't think that she had the mental capability to realize that what she was doing was not right. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I think she really like, it was very mentally like unstable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but, uh, and I think that the Gaunts were were a wizarding family, but they, you know, they like they were full blooded wizards, but they they were a very poor family, and and so it's just just kind of like a shitty situation where she's in a horrible she's in a horrible situation with her dad, and I think her brother lived with them. She lived with them, and I think that they were both horribly abusive. So she probably flocked to Tom Riddle because even though it was. Uh, love potion that she was like oh he loves me this is I've never had this before you know like this is this is real like I and I I just really empathize with her and 
And it's just a very like, and I, I'm so disappointed that they didn't include that because I think it's very vital to Voldemort's character because he, the reason, and they say it so many times and that's why it's kind of pisses me off because they say it so many times that Harry was protected by love because Voldemort cannot love because he was a product of a rape through a love potion and the love potion is not true love you know and i'm surprised they didn't say that as well yeah it's it just seems like it's it seems like a very vital aspect to me and i don't get why they didn't do that and yeah. so and, yeah like yeah. what 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 made him evil what's his motivations what's all this they didn't right. that's that does seem like a missed opportunity for sure i mean i definitely think that part of it is that it's you know, it's nature over nurture where he's he's a psychopath. He, like, for sure is a psychopath. But I also think that the circumstance of, uh, circumstances of his birth certainly did not help that. And I'm sure being in the foster system or the, um, you know, in an orphanage or whatever didn't help that either because it seemed like the kids didn't like him or they were all afraid of him, which he may have liked. I mean, he may have been into that, but he was also a child. And when you're a child, you you're in your most formative years where you need that love and affection because that's like a vital part of growing up into a healthy human being. And so, or healthy wizard, I guess in this case. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that, I, that always really bothered me because I was like, that's so important though. That is so important to his backstory to understand where he came from and why, you know, he's so angry about all these things. And, and, and it's just like, what, you know? So, it does seem like a vital thing. Yeah. Really weird they left it out. Yeah. Because I, I have a, I don't know if I ever told you the story, but I was working with this guy. I think his name was John. And I was like, I can tell you something about Harry Potter that you don't know. And he was so sassy. He's like, right. What can you tell me that I don't already know from the movies? And I was like, oh boy, sit down. And then I told him that story. And he was sitting there like, whoa. <laughs> and I'm like, I know. It's because it's. It's just, it's, it's, it's a huge part of his backstory. And yeah, so, hmm. yeah, anyway, um, but, oh, okay, so there is actually a small battle scene at Hogwarts, which happened at the end, but was cut. Oh, <laughs> they shouldn't have done that. He also, Dumbledore also had a funeral. Oh. Yeah. They said that it was removed as it was believed it did not fit with the rest of the film. I actually really liked how they did that. Mm -hmm. I thought with Harry kneeling beside him and, you know, holding like just clearly grieving, you know, and like, I mean, I can't imagine this is someone that you looked up to for years and years and then you watch them die in front of you. Like this is what the second third time this has happened second time this has happened to him other than his parents but i don't really count that because he's a baby um whoa geez someone just shut the door like really hard that shook my i know <laughs> it shook the apartment yeah that was crazy i wonder yeah. if you could hear it on there <laughs> um yeah, so I don't know if I have anything else to talk about. I think that I, I just really liked, I like the end scene with um, with him kind of saying goodbye and him collecting the, um, the fake Horcrux, you know? Yeah, and then making the resolve to, like, find the rest of the Horcruxes. Yeah, so would you recommend this movie? Uh, I think I I think I would recommend it because it was it was spooky in a good way and 
I didn't feel like there was... I felt like I knew what was going on, unlike the last movie, where I felt like there was a lot of unanswered questions. But this one, I felt like I could... I thought they did a really good job with the memories. That explained a yeah. lot of things. And um, so, yeah, I think I would. Um, Yay! And... <laughs> this is a win for me! <laughs> <laughs> I think that earlier you were t- saying which ones you liked the best. I think I liked uh, The Goblet of Fire and this one. These are the two so far that i've i've liked basically the best mm-hmm. um i think if you wanted to watch harry potter i will stand by my statement <laughs> to just start at movie number three um but Wait, i thought you said four no i i think like three you could probably start at three but four Plus that's when they introduce four in Lupin. this one are the ones that i the clearly like best, the best character of the entire series <laughs> i'm not biased right and uh so yeah i i think I'm still not sure, like, if people are like, I've never seen Harry Potter. Should I get into it? I don't know if I would be like, yes, do it. But I think if you have a desire to do it, then sure, do it. Start with movie number three. This makes me so happy. <laughs> I've been trying to get her to watch these movies for years and years and years. So, um, and my answer is yes, I'd recommend it. I mean, I, that will be my answer for every movie, let's sure, be honest. Sure. Um, I, as I said, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, and we get to find out what my tattoo means soon. Yeah, that still hasn't come up. So, because so, this is the Deathly Hollows. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Interesting. So, we're going to find out, and there's like a whole little story behind it. And so, and I. I, I know um, I forgot, but you told me that Domhnall Gleeson is in. He is, yep, yep. So he is. we get two movies of him, um, or just one. Uh, I can't. I don't remember. I don't remember. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> Um, so you can follow us on Instagram, Watchers and Movies. You can follow us on Facebook at Watchers and Movies. We also have another Instagram that's called the Watchers Who Find Things. And sometimes I post, it's mostly like tweets that other people write because they're funny. Uh, but it's all in, it's all based on movies. So, you know, I mean, because we love our movies. We do. Um, I don't know if you guys knew that. It's, we've only been doing this for almost three years. So it's like, whatever. Uh, <laughs> at this point. And, uh, you can, if you, what am I trying to say? If you would like to have us review a movie um, or you have a recommendation for us, you can go to iTunes and you can give us five stars and you can write your recommendation on there and we'll put it to the top of our list, obviously, after Harry Potter. And then um, if you don't want to do that or if you don't have iTunes, like because I don't have iTunes, I use Spotify, uh, you can go to our email address, which is watchersandmovies at gmail.com, and you can send us your recommendation. And we pretty much do them right away, too. They, we, I mean, we we might might wait a little bit, but it's not going to be very long. It's not going to be very much longer. So um, we're pretty good on that, and we're pretty on top of that. So you can also find us pretty much anywhere you can listen to podcasts. So, and thanks so much to Mike for our theme music. Yes, limited edition Hedwig's theme. Yes. His name is Mike Myers. You can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show Forty Two. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Only three more episodes total, including this one of Hedwig's theme, done by yes. Mike yes. slash TMS. So TMS. get all you can get while you can get it. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Bye. <laughs>